Welcome to Everybody Mad, the podcast where nothing is off the table, facts are currency, and at some point, everyone will feel uncomfortable. This is what happens after. Welcome to Everybody Mad, the podcast. This your boy, Rel. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, just really quickly, if you have topics that you want to want us to talk about, you want to talk about questions or comments, email them to everybodymadpod at gmail.com. Uh, the social is Everybody Mad uh, Pod. Check us out. Follow us. More good content uh, will be uploaded. Uh, this is the first kickoff episode, and I really just want to welcome y'all in and thank y'all for for tuning in. I hope y'all continue to tune in. Make sure you uh, like, subscribe uh, on all podcast platforms. Uh, We're gonna jump right into it. I'm not gonna hold you. I want I want everybody to start feeling this this energy that I'm gonna bring to this podcast. I'm joined here today by my guest. I'm gonna let you introduce yourself. What's good? My name is Connie Taylor, and I am. Wait, wait. So hold on, hold on. Wait, matter of fact, hold on. Let's rewind real quick, and that's my fault. We're not even going to edit this out. This is going to all stay in here, right? So being that this is the first episode, I want to take a moment to also introduce the the areas in which, like, the or the format, I'll say, of the show so that, like, people know and really, like, can get it. So when I start welcoming guests on the show, I'm going to welcome them to the AOL chat room. Most of us can remember <laughs> being teenagers. And so, no, if you ever guest on this show... It's going to start out by being welcome to the AOL chat room. And in the AOL chat room, I'm going to ask you for your age, your sex, your location, and one interesting fact about yourself. So go ahead. Welcome. Oh, caught me off guard with that one. Okay, taking it back to my AOL days, you know. Shout out to my, chat, you know, my, my 80s and 90s babies. But anyway. <laughs> back in the day when we had sconuts. Was legit spending hours on MySpace. My MySpace. Okay. Phones. <laughs> uh, so I'm gonna start. Well, I guess I can start with my name. My name is Connie Taylor. I'm 30 years old. I'm a female, and I am. My location is Chesapeake, Virginia, but I hail from Harlem, New York City. So okay, uptown. <laughs> yep. So. <laughs> How you feeling today, Connie? Mm, I'm okay. I'm ready for this new year to start. I feel you. I feel you. So, I feel you. We we getting ready to close out 2019. We getting ready to close out the decade. Uh, you know, I actually I think this is the theme for this episode to like just like go back through the decade and kind of just take a recap of it for a moment, especially since we're about to enter 2020. And there's this mad, uh, this mad energy about to come our way in a, in a number of different ways come 2020. So, uh, you know, what you been doing today? Like, you know, we could tell the people it's Christmas Eve. How are you preparing for the holiday? Do you care about the holiday? Um, I don't really too much uh, celebrate, you know, these holidays. I just use the time to spend with my family. So, um, shout out to the time off. <laughs> so that's the most I can really say is you know taking advantage and uh, being with my family really I feel you on that one like uh, I posted on my Instagram 
early part. I think maybe the other day, like I'm not really a fan of Christmas. Uh, like I hate what the what this the holiday or you could say this time period has become. It's just like I, I don't I don't feel like it, it it taps into like the the initial like sentiments and thoughts and beliefs around Christmas, like yeah, many other things. It, it don't, and it's like. I mean, to be honest, like, this is some of the stuff we're going to talk about on this podcast, you know, maybe not this episode, but just in general, like, the fact of, like, how, you know, things, like, we, we you know, we are so tapped into, like, the, those are, like, the ways of life that, like, we kind of forgetting the meaning of stuff. Like, we don't, we don't really care too much about the meaning. Like, it was crazy how many people hit me up and was like, yo, I feel the same way. I'm the same. And it's different types of people. Like, people with kids, people with no kids, people in relationships, people with single. People, everybody's just like, F this. Right. It's, it's so many, it's so much stigma around it. I mean, it's, it's like a, like a force that it's like something that's forcing you to be this when it's you know, you know what it really is. People who really know what it is, it's like, okay, I'm not gonna fake the funk, and why should I fake the funk? Just because the nation is celebrating this this holiday. Facts, bro. Like I had this conversation earlier today where it was just like, tell me why we celebrate Independence Day anymore right now? Like it's just a day off. Literally. Like. Literally. I know most of the people I'm cool with and I hang out with that like I'm friends with like we're not looking at we're not looking at Fourth of July as Independence Day like hoo hoo America's like independence like that's a day off to hang out with family drink cook out get drunk right that's, right so, so you know as as we as millennials like navigate through this country that's really all we got to do is pretty much like redefine what these holidays mean. Um, which is exactly what True. I'm doing in, in this holiday and all the other holidays. Because except in my the only holiday I'm really yeah, the only real holiday I celebrated in 2019 was Juneteenth. So that's another I'm fact. Just throwing that out there. That's another fact. <laughs> so that's another one. Yep. Okay, we got two days. We could we got two days. We could really celebrate like that's us. Like okay, okay, I'm I'm with it. Nah, that's a new concept that we're gonna try to roll out in 2020. Everybody, be prepared. We're celebrating two real holidays in 2020. If you black, MLK Day and Juneteenth, <laughs> just be prepared. We're gonna turn up with something special for those days. I'm with it. All right, so let's I'm jump all into for the culture. Facts. I mean, listen. That's what that's what I'm trying to aim to do with this podcast. That that kind of like that's a perfect segue into. Uh, my, you know, explanation on, you know, why I wanted to have Connie as the first guest on this podcast. And I thought it was even more like uh, sentimental to the podcast itself. And this being the first inaugural episode of Everybody Mad podcast that like I have her on the show because in this decade of the 2010s, uh, Connie used to have a, a radio talk show. Uh, today's tomorrow, and I was a guest on there plenty of times, and multiple times. multiple times, and like I didn't even, I never planned on being on any sort of platform like that, being on radio, talking to people, like like none of that was like ever an intention. Like this is what I'm gonna do, like when I graduate college, this is gonna be something. But it was, and it was cool, and it was fun. Uh, and in a minute, I want Connie to talk a little bit about her today's tomorrow platform. Um, and like, you know, what she's doing with that now and like where she's planning on going with that. 
uh but for the listeners and you know people that are just you know being welcomed into this this new space that i'm having like for me that that opportunity uh was just genuine at that moment and over the course of the years uh you know just finding my own voice going through a number of different things in life and like seeing how some things add up some things don't add up i'm learning more i'm applying my own logic to shit like i'm this is where everybody mad comes from but it started in my mind at least with the today's tomorrow platform um, so I'm thankful for those those opportunities and I'm thankful for Connie recognizing like, hey, like I want you to come on my shit and I want you to vibe out with me. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to shut up and I'm going to let Connie talk about her platform <laughs> a little bit because you know, let, let, let me shine. Tell well, us people. Kind of the, so to piggyback a little bit over what you just said, like it's really all about a vibe because all right. Let's start with Real Recognize Real. And, you know, we've been friends for a very long time. And when it's a vibe, it's a vibe. And you know what type of vibe and energies you want in your space. Uh, So that's that's really where it all stems from as far as, like, between you being on the show and each and every one of my guests that I've brought on to Today's Tomorrow, um, that was pretty much it. It's a vibe. Like, um, this is, mind you, it was a vibe before vibes were even a thing. So yes, yes, gonna, yes. You know, <laughs> let's start with like, that. Right. The fact that I was doing radio before podcasts were even things. Yep, that's these, very this true. Is, these are the things that wasn't even happening podcasts. Mind you, this is my, you actually popped in my, um, Pop of my podcast, Terry. Thank you. I'm humbled to be here. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, definitely going from the radio space to now, um, the different, the new wave of how people are talking and like coming together as collectives. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's amazing and how it's changed in the last decade. That, that's just mind boggling to me. It's just crazy. Um, but uh bringing it full circle as far as your, uh, what you're saying, as far as what Today's Tomorrow is, was, and will be. Uh, Today's Tomorrow was a radio show uh, where, much like Everybody Mad, uh, we discussed a lot of the topics that people wasn't really discussing. Uh, <laughs> we It did help that we were at night primarily uh, mm-hmm. so we were able to talk about some like after dark top uh yep. topics uh, <laughs> and and so, like <laughs> and just real quick like the back to the fact that like this was before podcasts were a thing like i think podcasts were just like popping up like it was like literally just an unknown or unused app rather on like on iphones it was like podcasts like the like that internet radio was still like it was it was it's I think what paved the way for podcasting and like you you occupied that space for for a while yes uh for from 20 2012 to about 2015 I want to say so that's wow that's a blessing you're just making me making me feel old one and nah just making me a psycho that makes me like Makes me think about it like, dang, wow, that, that, that was really me, and I really was doing that. 
I just think we did our thing or you, rather you, you did your thing and I was able to just, you know, uh, be a, a co-star. I was I was the Scotty Pippen. I wasn't even the Scotty Pippen. I was like the cool coach at that point where I just cleaned up from the basket and like, you know, just put a couple, you know, layups, you know, in the hole and we, we, we score and we won championships. Like we, we you had was a good... You was definitely throwing me the alleys though. You were definitely throwing me the alleys. It was a good time. It was really a good time. It was it was it was an opportunity to just live and uh just embark. So you know what's so crazy? All right, so let, let's listen. All right, we're gonna switch up the, the format a little bit. Uh I'm not gonna shift it too crazy, but you know, when you when you when you got a vibe going, you can't you can't kill the vibe. You know, you gotta stick with the vibe, you gotta love, you, gotta, you gotta feel it. So all right, so let's jump into it. This 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 portion of the show is called the hot seat. This is this will be the interview portion. This will be getting to the nitty and gritty. This is where we find out, you know, why the guests on the show, what they come in with, what's their expertise or what or whatnot. So let's talk about the last decade. This this past decade that we've been living in. Let's start with let's start with music. So if you had to say like thinking of music, right? Your favorite artist, your favorite music of the past, you know, decade. If you had to say, what were your ten favorite albums of the decade? What would they be? Mm. Well, I want to start off by saying I have a very interesting taste in music, so I listen yes. to a lot of everything. Okay. And anybody who knows me knows that. I think my list will surprise um, you too, though. Uh, but I'm going to answer these questions, like answer this, this list is going to be based on a certain criteria, which is like one, if I vibed out to it, like if it's one, if it was like, uh, you talk about albums, right? Or just music in general. I'm talking about albums. Like let's, let's go, let's go to albums. It's like, see. Okay. Let's do albums. (laughs) And, And we can, then we can have some more conversation about some like the honorable mentions and whatnot. Let's do that. Because I, okay. I, in my mind, so, I had a couple of honorable mentions that while they didn't make my top 10, it was just like, I still appreciate this music. So, okay. So, all right. So, with that being said, my criteria as far as an album, yeah. uh, to make my list as an album, it has to, one, be like, all, like if not, like, all, if not most, of the tracks, like, bump. That's yes, it. most certainly. Uh, yep. The second uh, being had substance, like a, a, a overall, what's the word I'm looking for? Message. Uh, overall okay. message mm. within the album. Okay. Because uh, that, that, to me, in what I listen to, not, don't get me wrong, I listen to my trap, I listen to my ratchet music, you know, popping in the club, but, you know, as far as what I consume, I try to make it as, you know, substantial as possible. Um, and then lastly is if the if those albums are still on my Apple Music to this date, like to date. So those are my criteria. And so I'm going to start, should I put it in like, like, Chronological order? I think you should, because, like, all right, so I, I'll actually go first, and I'm going to give you my list. 
right? And because, okay. like, I feel you on your... It was a vibe, right? It was a... I had to listen to it. I had to spell a message. Like, some of my... I, I, I Like, as you said that, and I'm just, like, thinking about, like, the couple songs in my list that people are going to be a little shocked by. They're going to be like, oh, that nigga listened to that? And I'm like, yeah, I did. So... <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> all right so my 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 top 10 honestly is, is like uh just music i like you said that you vibed out to has somewhat of a message and number 10 is testimony by august alcina right i felt like august's okay. album like it, it was a different vibe but it had like this message of like resilience don't ever give up which realistically you could say that's like a num- a quarter of the music we listen to but i just felt like august gave it to us in a different way um that honestly i missed like i need him to put out another album i need him to put out some good music uh what is like, august alcina i mean i still have last on the red table <laughs> talking i haven't seen him what I need him like that that testimony album was good. Uh number nine is In the Lonely Hour by Sam Smith. Listen, I heard uh Sam oh. Smith's uh single of what was that Whitney Houston song? Uh shit, I can't remember the Sam Smith Whitney Houston song. I'm gonna remember it. But uh he had a cover of Whitney Houston that uh played on uh Grey's Anatomy. And I was like, oh, that shit is popping. Like, first of all, somebody covered Whitney and the shit was, was dope. How will I know? Actually dope. That, that, was, that was it. And I was just like, oh, this shit is popping. And I followed, started looking up who Sam Smith was, this white English dude from, you know, uh, the UK. And I was like, oh, okay. Uh, his music is good. And then he dropped the lo- In the Lonely Isle. And I was like, oh, this is a whole vibe. I don't remember what I was going through at that time, if I was going through anything, but the album was a vibe. Uh, so, and it's still a vibe to this day. Um, so that's nine. Number eight, y'all gonna be a little shocked by, but I, I gotta put it up there because the other ones that come behind it are, are to me, are just bangers that like I can't like. All right, so number eight is four, 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 and I mm. love this album. It was mm. a grown up adult album. It, it, it is. It, it's a message in there. It's a couple different messages in there. And you would say, yo, how you put Jay at eight? But, like, listen, this is my list. And the, the rest of these albums that come right. on this list, <laughs> uh, it's hard to just say where they sit at. All right. So, Wait, can I say something guys, about 444, though, real guys. quick? It was just, it was very refreshing to hear Jay-Z as a grown-up. That's all I'm going to say. Like as a as a, not a not because he's been a grown up for a long time, but like just his growth. Talking about his art appreciation. Yes, like just him as a person, you get to really get you really get to know him on a different level in four four four. So I'm just definitely with that. I I agree yeah. with you. I I wholly agree with you, and and that's why it's on the list. All right, so number seven, right? Don't take this no type of way again. Like I said, the rest of the albums that come through, like it, it, it's a different situation. So number seven is Take Care. And this is by Drake. Mm. And I think Take Care is Drake's second best album next to Nothing Was The Same, which is number six for me. And mm. those two albums are Drake's like best. Like 
Take Care is just like it's intense. It has it, it goes through a couple of different uh emotions, I would say. Like it's got your, you know, I wanna I wanna love my girl. Um I wanna, you know, be in a relationship and shit. And then it's like it's gonna come with hell yeah fucking right and it's just like oh shit like this is on this track like the fuck like we, we about to right. turn up and shit so it's just like Take Care uh, was a great album and then Nothing Was the Same starts off with Tuscan Sun and it's just like it gives you these two distinct like sides of Drake and you're just like oh this shit is dope and then that oh, takes right. you through an entire vibe uh, so those two right there are seven and six. And then five through one, honestly, it, it was hard. So five is seat at the, A Seat at the Table by Solange. And I love that album. Like, I love, like, Solange gave from, you, like... From beginning to end, that's definitely on my list. For, for, for beginning, from beginning to, to end. end. And honestly, if the rest of these weren't pretty much a makeup of, like, my favorite artist... Solange will probably be like maybe top three on this list. Uh, so Solange is five, a seat at the table. Four is the Dreamville album. Uh, that album, like, that's another one. Like, that starts off with uh with uh Rise of the Sun, and and they 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 just give you nothing but heat after that. Like, nigga, nah, like. That that's that's a who that's that's a whole motherfucking vibe. All right, so uh, all right, let's so recap real quick. So at ten, I got testimony. At nine, I got in the lonely hour uh, by Sam Smith. I got four 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 at eight. Uh, at seven, I have take care. Six, I have nothing was the same. Five, I had a I have a seat at the table. Uh, four was the Dreamville album. Uh, three, three is going to be KOD. Uh, J. Cole and J. Cole is my favorite rapper. If you wasn't at Day in Vegas, you missed something special because that nigga showed up and showed out like no motherfucking up. I left there with a hoarse voice. Like, it was an amazing experience. Uh, my girlfriend, who's not really a J. Cole fan, left there like, oh, this nigga is dope. Like, it was, it was just interesting. So, KOD uh, is, is in the top three. Uh, number two, number two, number two, number two, my second favorite artist right now, Kenny. Good Kid, Mad City. Because let me tell niggas something about that album. That was a whole testimony, a whole story, and a banging dope-ass motherfucking album. And it was just like, it was great to listen to. I appreciated everything Kendrick gave. I felt like he put his soul on tape, uh, well, CD, MP3, streaming platforms, whatever that shit is called now. If we can still say it's tape or wax, whatever. But it was just it was, it was great to you know hear that that entire album and and hear it was a testimony, honestly. So that's so crazy, is right? Like I got an album called Testimony on here, and then this nigga Cole, I mean sorry, this nigga Kenny Kendrick Lamar puts a whole testimony on an album, and that brings us to number one. So my number one favorite album 
of the past decade is my man J. Cole's Forest Hill Drive. Double platinum, mm. no features, first artist to do that in 25 years. Uh, after LL Cool J did it in like the 80s. And <laughs> it, it like it just Forest Hills Drive like takes you first of all I stopped by that nigga house in North Carolina in Fayetteville. Like I had to pay homage. I was I was in North Carolina. I was down in North Carolina here last year. And I was like, nah, I gotta stop by. I was like, it's on the way back to New York. I gotta do this for the culture. I'm gonna put those photos up somewhere <laughs> so niggas can see those. But Forest Hill Drive, honestly, for me was a story that like took me back through like my entire life almost, like or at least up until that moment where I uh had the opportunity just to to live through music. Um wet dreams, get off my dick. Uh, the thank you note was even fucking... That whole, uh, that whole project that is whole full thing. of bangers, though. It is. It's, it was an amazing you know, opportunity and experience to listen to, and I'm thankful for it. Like, I'm thankful that he put it out this past decade, because uh, it, it not only increased my 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 like of his, his artistry, but for me, it, it really opened... The, the I I'ma say it opened that third eye to I'ma 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 find my lane, a lane that either I carved out or I took from someone else. I don't give a fuck if you like it or not, but this is the lane that I'm comfortable in and you gonna like me. Mm-hmm. However I, I put it out in this lane. And if you don't, then that's all right. But at the at the end of the day, I'm gonna do this shit so fucking great that you got no choice but to like me. So that's my that's my top ten list. Of albums of this past decade. That's a dope. That's a dope top ten. Thank you. I'm gonna hold you. And I got a bunch. Uh, and I got a bunch of those albums on my list too. All right, so, so go ahead. Let, let let me hear your list. <laughs> so my list is a little different. Uh, I'm gonna do them in chronological order. Uh, I don't have any like specific order in which I you know love these okay. albums. A lot of these albums. It was hard to put them in a top Just, ten that way. I I agree with you. Because that just made it, yeah, that just made it way too difficult. And I was like, you know what? We just going to start from 2010 and we'll, we'll work our way up. So, uh, first, 20, in 2010, well, not all the years, mind you, have uh, actually, I had an album for. Um, okay. So, I'm just going to say the year. So, 2010, uh, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy by Kanye mm, West. Mm, mm. Now. I got, I got. Yeah. Nah, it, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> So, so this album takes me back to uh, just graduating college and just like the time frame that I was in at that time when mm-hmm. this album dropped. Um, it had, I was able to listen to it front to back, back to front, shuffled, still it, you know, to this day, still got tracks on from there on my, you know, on my playlist. Next one. And this is, and the only reason why I really chose this one from, you know, 2011 is for the culture, which is Watch the Throne by yes, Jay-Z and Kanye mm, West. Mm, mm. So, like, and, and I had to do it for the culture because, like, I had, I you. like, it was up against stuff like Lasers by Lupe Fiasco, which had a lot of, like, culturally, you know, con- you know culturally important substance to those, to that album, Finally Famous by Big Sean, like. It had a, it was a lot of other 
albums that year that you know could easily for the culture I chose. Yeah, for the culture I chose, watch the song. Absolutely. And it made people hype again for like two two artists on an album, like yep. just the feel, the vibe that it gave to the culture when this album dropped. Yep. Um, I'm, I just, I'm gonna just say one thing about that though. That nigga Jay Z not making no more du- du- uh, double dual albums again. The first one he made with R. Kelly, you see where that nigga at now, and you saw right. the, you saw the photos yeah. from Peter's birthday party where that nigga made an album with with Kanye. So that nigga not making like we listen. If you ever thought Jay Z was gonna make any about- more dual double albums so, with niggas, it's not happening. It's not like just, it's, a whole dub, it's, it's a complete dub. Except for his wife. Maybe that's it. Wife, that's it. That's it. That's, that's it. All we getting is we get Beyonce and Jay. We get another Carter's <laughs> album. That's oh. We getting the Carter's album. And that's about to drop. And that's it. What's my next one? So my next one gonna have to be Molly is by Molly Music. Now, if you haven't, if you've never listened to Molly music, it's it's different. It's like, it's like, it takes some getting used to. You can't mm-hmm. just like immerse yourself into Molly. Actually, you can, but it's for grown folks. And then on top of that, he speaks a lot about God and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, honestly, you know, that's not everyone's cup of tea. But if you listen to the substance of the music that he drops, it's not it's not like preachy. It's not like, oh, you go save, like, he don't take you to church. He just, like, it, you have to listen to understand. Mm-hmm. But that, okay. that was dropped in 2014. That was definitely on there. Um, and then in 2015, uh, if you're reading this, it's too late. By mm-hmm. Drake. Now, mm-hmm. that whole album, like, that entire album was, like, social media phenom like between the pe- people making memes out of his <laughs> album cover <laughs> and then that's real. and like bumping the actual songs like there like there's no nothing on top in that album as far as like uh interact like fan interaction like culture interaction like making it what it was okay um, okay. I, I, so that was 2015. Okay. <laughs> in 2016, of course, A Seat at the Table by Salon. Yes. Nothing to me is topping that album of the year. Mind you, Lemonade dropped the same, yes, the same year. So it was just like, ah. That was another one. Like, because Lemonade was definitely for the culture. Like, it was. Yo, the culture embodied, like, Lemonade and. Like embodied the culture at that time, but to me, a seat at the table. It was. It was. Is, it was, it's hot, it's it was like, something it special. Like Solange gave you. She brought Master P back for that. Like think about that. It was like he was on the interludes. Like I feel like the the interludes, the skits themselves, oh, just like. All what? of it. It was magical to listen to that work of art. That's how you know it's real because the skits is on my playlist. How? <laughs> and what other what other album can you name to me where the skits are on my on your playlist? Uh, usually you listen to the album, yeah, you appreciate the skits, <laughs> and you keep the freaking music. Nah. Nah, I got a couple of skits that nah, I still fuck with from back in the day. Like, skits from that album bump. Skits from that album on my playlist. 
hands down, 2016, a seat at the table. Um, just a, a side note, honorable mention for 2016 was definitely views from Drake, definitely. But that's neither here nor there. That's not on the list. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry, Drake. Uh, but now moving on to 2017. Now is All American Badass by Joey Badass. Mm. Um, mm. So. In order to really appreciate this album, you have to listen to it. Uh, being black in America, you just 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 go listen to it. That's that's all I'm gonna say. Just go listen to that album, uh, and it'll. If you thought you was conscious, it'll it'll test that status quo, of whatever you thought you was living in America today. Okay. So I'm that there. Um. And in 28, so 2018, Everything is Love by the Carters, uh, along with KOD and Keep That Same Energy, all from 2018. And what can I say? Like, you already mentioned a little bit about, you know, the Carters in general, uh, Everything is Love. It just, I don't know. I just enjoyed the album. Yes, I did. Like, pretty much the majority of the album bumps like uh even down to the messages that are being like portrayed in each of the songs nice uh friends uh friends like it goes on like like what that that like like, friends like what (laughs) like um there there are bars uh, that shit that like people i really don't think like fully understand about like friends so i i I just pulled it up because like just hear that. That. Hear that? Mm. Between the between the production of this and the lyrics, it's just like what? Like it was. It was. Uh, everything what is love was definitely an honorable mention. Uh, it, it. It. Again, like I, I feel you when you say like it's hard. Like it's hard to put together a top ten in terms of like enjoyment and love and that's why like I felt like you know it was necessary to like, right. explain explain it out like to you know kind of put some context right. to these these albums um, right. Right. which is exactly why I had to make a like a a criterion as far as what I chose how I chose the top 10 I top you. Albums, which I still have number one to go uh, but I just want to just reiterate KOD uh, going like some time ago, I did live in Boise, Idaho, which J. Cole came and ripped the stage, mm. along with half of half of Dreamville was like mm. like precursors to his actual KOD tour, and it just not not saying okay. I loved J. Cole before this, hands down. So when he was coming to Idaho, I was like, yeah, definitely, I'm going. I don't care about who, what, when, where, why. I'm, I'm in the building. Um, it didn't help that the things that he was talking, like some of the things that he was talking about, some of the things that he was talking about, you know, resonated so heavy. And then mm. it being in a primarily, no, I'm not gonna say that. I'm trying to be very, I'm trying to be. Speak your mind, bro. Everybody gonna be mad at something. Um, okay, like niggas. <laughs> I'm still trying to be respectful. So being that this was a, uh, you know, a, 
the majority was did not look like me. I was 0.8% of my Ooh. tribe in this state. We can say it. It's okay. <laughs> I'll say it for you. They um, <laughs> this was even more monumental to me how how it all played out. So, and that just all went into my love for the album. Um, and then the, uh, the other one in this was Keep That Same Energy by Tiana Taylor. That whole album definitely mm-hmm. from the beginning to end, and, and to beginning, definitely. And then my number one in 2019 was the entire homecoming. <laughs> <laughs> like the Beyonce's minus, minus before I let go. Let's put that out there. I do agree in the fact that she messed up my favorite song, my favorite party anthem. Don't get me wrong. I will party to it. However, she got the words wrong and that pissed me off. So, so I love Beyonce. I love Beyonce more than the next person. However, she got to chill sometimes. She thinks she could do whatever and she got to chill out. Here's the so. thing. Like, I was just talking about this album the other day. Like, first of all, I don't even know. Can we, can we call it an album? Like, do we, is that an album? Is like, it was a concert. Well, yeah, she, she turns it, she, <laughs> yeah, but she turns it into an album because she added other songs to it. Like, she put it, it was definitely a concert, but she turned it into an album. But she, they do what she wants. So, it was a concert. Who can tell her what? It was a Before concert. Before I Let Go wasn't on there. What? Before I Let Go wasn't in the in Daytella. Nah, I don't want to hear that. That was definitely not at Coachella. Like, she did not perform that song at all right, whatever. It's just like because the thing is that all right. Let me just just let me explain something as as far as my thoughts on Beyonce, uh-huh. right? So as time has already shown us, she likes to give visuals to her albums. Yeah. This was just an opportunity to give a, a like get paid to make a visual for an album. You feel me? So. It just all goes went into Beyonce's overall master plan. So. Sure enough. Beyonce can correct me if sure. I'm wrong. Sure. But. Sure. I mean, listen, I, I will say the Beyonce album was definitely an honorable mention as well of the last decade. Uh that 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 album, you know, had some hits on it. I was like, Oh, X's and O's with, with Drake is is uh I think that's a dope-ass song. Like, I enjoy listening to it. Um, just real quick, some of the other honorable mentions, I don't think, like, you know, may not resonate in, like, the top of your head. Uh, Channel Orange, Frank mm-hmm. Ocean. Uh, Victory yeah, Lap by Nipsey. Victory <laughs> Lap by Nipsey. Uh, that, uh, that album, honestly, is uh, it's great to listen to, but it's just like it's tough knowing like there's nothing coming out, there's nothing else coming after that in terms of a full mastery right. of an album. And like, there's a couple of tracks that have, that have come out, you know, since his death and whatnot, um, that like really like racks in the middle. Like, I bump that on a regular basis because it's it's. It, it, it speaks to you like yo. I, I'm I'm trying to put racks in the middle of my motherfucking car. Like that's everyone's dream. Like we all, <laughs> we all like trying to get to that point, and it's just like it's 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 not even just all about the racks. And then like there's a he has a line in the song where he talks about like not never being caught slipping, and it's just like it's it's mm-hmm. that shit hard. Like the whole song is a hard track, but then it's just hard to to hear that. And you know everything that happened with him, um, 
but well, not to put it in the content. yeah the, the content is amazing um so you mentioned that you had uh my beautiful dark twisted fantasy on your 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 list and you even had watched the throne and real talk i even had watched the throne as a as an honorable mention and i even had life of pablo uh on mm-hmm. the honorable. that was the old that that was the old what? kanye that and see i couldn't Yo. put kanye on the list right now because while i don't believe in cancel culture like i feel like we gotta we we gotta separate ourselves from Kanye right now. Uh, like for me, me and Kanye on a separation right. agreement because <laughs> like we, we ain't got no like we, we we got no contact right now. We just we just legally separated because that nigga on one. And I agree, I agree. But what does that have to do with the feeling in the good. in the beauty that he gave you in the time that the, that the album dropped? I love really. my, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. I love that album. I was in Atlanta. During that time period, and Atlanta is something special to me. And that song, like, it holds, like, I that 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 those visuals. Remember those that's, visuals? That's like shitting on an ex. That's like shitting on an ex that gave you some of the best times of your life. Like, come on, you still love you still love her. Stop playing, bro. Like, that's what I'm saying. We just separate. We just separate. I'm that's like, why I'm like I can't. I can't. We don't read. Omission from my list just because he's fucking up right now, like. But that's why he an honorable mention. I ain't gonna complain. Like I, I made just a like, space for him. Just like R. Kelly, like he still gave you. I believe I come from. People still sing that to the at their graduation. <laughs> we were still singing that at, at our graduation. Yo, so, well, like you cannot, you cannot omit that man. Like <laughs> I believe I can fly. We definitely sung that. We definitely sung that. I know that. First of all, we were definitely in the auditorium. Like I get right. it, I get exactly. it. Exactly, I don't believe in people were still right. stepping in the name of love at wedding. Stop playing, bro. Like, stop All playing. Right. Like, it's stepping in the name of love from the cho- or half of the chocolate factory. Come on at the wedding. You okay. not stepping. Uh, you not. You not. Listen, they are honorable mention. That's what it is. Uh, <laughs> so, I'm glad we were able to recap. Uh, you know, albums that we we appreciated this last decade. You know, like I said, you know, kind of thinking back, you know, where this this podcast, you know, kind of you know, with the seed that was planted many many years ago. It's good to always, you know, kind of you know, sometimes reminisce and like reflect. And and music, uh, you know, is a great way to help us do that. And interestingly enough, like one of the upcoming episodes, we're definitely going to talk about like the the, the psychology of music and like the influence that it has even subconsciously that we may not realistically, uh, you know, think about when we're listening to music or sometimes when we are listening to music, Mm -hmm. like if it helps you to that sad time, it it helps to uplift you. Like how many people listen to music as they're headed to the club, even though they know they're going to hear some of the same music in the club, they listen to it on the drive there to like to get in the mood. Mm -hmm. So I definitely have something. In the mood, right. I want to discuss, you know, the psychology of music. But uh, and still thinking about this recap of the year, uh, what's some of your highs of the last decade? Like what? Like um, as, uh, personally, or, yeah, personally, uh, professionally, like uh, mentally, spiritually, like whatever. Like like what this in the last decade? Uh, can you say was you know what are some of your like just most high moments like you know one for me would be like you know graduating college 
like I still look back on that opportunity as like you know like that was the culmination of uh many years of school and like even though like I've done you know some classes here or there since um it's still it's just like a culmination of just like school is over bro like I don't like everything. That was else definitely like a, re- a breath of fresh air to me at yeah. the time. I was like, yes. like you think me- I'm finally done. Exactly. <laughs> like, oh, I don't, oh, I don't God. have to go to school after this. Copy, like, what? <laughs> like, copy. You ain't gotta say no more. I, like, first of all, give me mine because I don't. I got this, like this, this piece of paper. Uh, so give me that. Right. And yeah, so like you know, that would be definitely one of mine. What's an, what's one of yours? Um, I didn't even think about the fact that I graduated in this decade. Damn, it's crazy. Um, it was the beginning, though. See, that's what I'm saying. It's uh, good to go back and recap. That's where it starts. Um, to recap, a moment. Um, I would have to say my first. Um, like, oh, actually, not even my first. My many events that I've thrown um, as a part of Today's Tomorrow, like, the mm-hmm. fact that I was able, to, like, reflecting on it and the fact that I was able to throw these popping-ass events, like, networking mixes, come, having people come out performing, vendors, vending, like, every, like in, a, in a mind state, in a setting where everybody eats. Like, everybody who was ever involved in any of my, like, events was, yeah. came out, came out of it better off than when they came in. I can agree. Um, I, I, was at, and, I was at a number of them. So, like, that to me uh, is definitely uh, noteworthy noteworthy in my book. And that just goes and attests to my abilities in loving what I do and being passionate in what I do and, like, actually making it happen. I feel you. So, um, that that and then spiritually well not spiritually but like personally mm. realizing my own worth like what i'm i'm going to allow and not allow mm. in my face which mm. i already had the idea but i was like i was in the like i had some pitfalls where i was just like compromising myself mm. in you know things in of other people, people. Like, yeah, i just yeah. had to be like yeah nah like uh, it's, it's team Connie all day. So um, I think that's a beautiful way not being funny to end the to like work to have at towards the end of the decade is like that is that is is Connie like first. Yeah, like that revelation was yeah that revelation was like the hardest to actually learn, but the most important uh, one as well. So I, I feel you on that one, and I think I I learned that this year. Like I learned it a little differently in terms of like things can be can be temporary things can be like you know long term but like recognize that even when you go in with into it with the best intentions uh sometimes it don't always work out in your favor and that's not a bad thing right and so like you you learn Take to like for what they are and yeah. like actually all your L's is lessons. Like, there's no L's. It's the only lesson. Facts. Like, th- th- that's a whole fact. And, like, 
because it is like I think you should always like look at the silver lining in situations. You should try to, you know, glean something, you know, positive from it. Like it don't have to be negative. Like it could be a negative situation, but it don't have to like be completely negative. Like you can try to find something good out of, you know, certain situations. And, you know, I think that definitely was something I, I would, you know, credit to having learned this year. Um you know, I'm thankful for over this past decade. Uh, so, you know, I, I, I can, uh, you know, co-sign to you with that, you know, that, that, that's, you know, those are lessons that learned. Um, so would you say like you, you know, putting Connie first was the biggest lesson you learned this decade, or is there something you learned bigger uh, this past year? Hmm. I'm sure that that was just like a the putting Connie first is it was big, but it wasn't the biggest of the decade. Oh, I think okay. Here goes here is my biggest one. Okay, was the is the fact that I can manifest what I want in Ooh. life, Ooh. and the fact that I've done it before, but still didn't give myself the credit that was due. Like mm. I was always like discrediting myself. Like yeah, I manifested X Y Z. All these, all these things are popping things. Like mm-hmm. I manifested a car and all these different mm-hmm. things. It's possible. But then I'm still like, dad. Yeah, like, like once I really reflected on the things that I had already accomplished, like goals that I set out and I already accomplished, and I was like, where does that come from for you? Like shortchanging myself. As far as what? Like that, that that mindset and that determination I say that where you like you're manifesting it like you can you can you can put that energy out there and you can not only put it out there in the universe but then you are creating it like like you said you're manifesting it so for you where does that come from where it comes it, it really comes from I don't want to sound cliche but like within like you you can't it can't make I can't make this shit up it literally was happening. Like, <laughs> it literally was happening. Like I was like, okay, I'm going to get this car. This is the car that I want. Talk your shit. I'm Everybody else that. like, yeah, well, maybe this, maybe that. Like once you have a focus and de- like deadline focus on what you fucking want, there's nothing. And once you have like tunnel vision for that one thing or that particular goal, don't let nothing like throw you up that path because that's when bad things happen. That's when, not bad things, because I don't feel like anything is really bad. And that's all relative um, in actuality. But when, like, once you allow outside sources, including yourself, don't think that you're not your own worst enemy. Sometimes you can be. Once you allow other things to put that doubt in your mind, that's when it's, it's already going out your hands. Like, it's already slipped through your fingers once you have that doubt. Like, it was mad things. I was like, okay, this is what I want. Everybody like, oh, yeah, but this. Oh, yeah, but that. Nah, this is what I want. And I'm not selling until I get that. I, bro, I That's feel you happened. on that one. Like, I, you know, I, I, I think as more and more like we have this conversation and we're talking, like, 
I want to stop and take a moment, like just like this is what like we're gonna get into on everybody mad podcast. Like we're gonna talk about this type of shit. Like how do we how do we get to that place where we manifesting and find it in ourselves? And it's just like fuck what you heard. Like I'm I'm about to achieve greatness. And like if you're not with me, then oh well. If you with me, then come along. Oh well, right. Like. Like right. we, we and, 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 and nothing else can be an option. Nothing, nothing else besides your goal can be an option. That's it. Like this is this is what I'm against. And that's what I've learned. Like Yeah, like <laughs> this is this is what I'ma get because like that that's what I want. And like I, I know one not only do I like do I want it, but I, I can deserve it. Like I do deserve it. Like I'm worthy of having it. Mm-hmm. Like 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 again, like if you're not with me, fuck you. Like I, that's like really what right. it comes down to. Like, like if you if you haven't listened to the Genesis episode, uh, of you know just to kind of set the tone about everybody mad podcast, like like go listen to it because like I I put it on there. Like go I'm, listen to that. I'm not. I, I could care less about the likes if you're not with me. Like who gives a shit? Like, and that's okay. Like I'm because right. people gonna receive. It's like just like a, okay. I want to bring it to you like this as far as. Listeners, I'm, I'm. This is a message to the listeners. <laughs> Just like a horoscope, when you're reading your horoscope, you don't be like, "Oh, I'm a Leo. This pertains to me." Like you don't be like, "Oh, yeah, no." Like no, you take what you take. You take, you know, take what applies, and you the rest you let it fly. Fast. That's it. That's exactly it. And and and. and, 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 and 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 everybody says I don't believe in astrology, and that's cool because like I, I don't like I don't hold it to be a true fact. Like with every single thing, there's possible that there is exception to the rules. But I'm pretty sure most of us like read it if we come across it in the paper or we scroll past it just out of simple curiosity. So like Connie said, like mm-hmm. you take it for what applies, what don't. Maybe pass that shit along, and if you don't, then oh well, like like. That's and then just like just like on Instagram, if you don't like it, you keep scrolling. Word, word, word. You mad? You mad? Keep it pushing. You don't have to. You know, you don't have to subscribe. You don't have to think, but you should because we got some good content. But exactly. You know, and the crazy you, thing about person, it is, if like, it's not your personal cup of tea, that's it. This ain't even hate. This is this is like this is far from like us or me even hating. Like to me, this is realistically. The, it's the first episode. It's the opportunity to to set the tone. Like let let people know what they can expect. And and for me, like if if people who really know me know, like I try to I try to be me like at every instance because at the end of the day, that's all I can be. And like as I'm putting together this this podcast and as I grow it, as I look to to bring more people on, as we look to expand. Uh, you know, the topics that we, we cover and the subject matter, like, I can only do that from a place that's me. So, that's what's mm-hmm. going to come through to this. And it, like I said, it's not to show, like, all that as a hated thing or, or anything like that. It's just to say, like, you're going you're gonna to get the most rawness possible. And that's, like, that's not to be sugar-coated. That's not to be extra. That's just, that's just what it's going to be. Uh, so, as we, we, we come in, uh, down on time, trying to you know make sure that we don't we don't give y'all too much, but give y'all just enough. Uh, I want to you know keep the episode flowing and introduce uh, <clears throat> some of the other segments of the show. So this 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 next segment is called Money, Power, Respect, and it focuses on politics and government. And I particularly am going to have a Money, Power, Respect 
segment every episode uh, because I think it's important that our people know what's going on in politics and government. And from time to time, we're going to throw some business in there because, as it says, money, power, respect. Uh, so I want us to I want us to have this knowledge. And I personally uh, work uh, within that that field of politics, government, and advocacy. So this is kind of like you know what I know. So real quick on the federal level, what the fuck is going on with the government? This man, this nigga Trump has been impeached. What does that mean? That means that the House of Representatives, Congress, uh, has charged him with uh, issues that they believe violate the Constitution and his oath of office, which is a part of the Constitution. And they have put that in pretty much like legal arguments to start the process of him being removed from office. Being impeached does not mean removed from office. Uh, it's okay if people didn't know that before. It's okay if people just got excited about him being impeached. It's still a step forward. It's still something that says uh, we, we, we aim to hold him accountable. Um, and I think, to be honest, like that's one of the biggest lessons that we all should take from this moment is about him being held accountable. While it may not ultimately result in his removal from office, uh, what it does is it does, like I say, say that he's being held accountable, that somebody is looking at what he's done um, to say that's not cool. If you're wondering what he's done really quickly, I'll recap it. And I'm going to recap it in a way that everybody can be able to understand this shit. All right. So he called up Ukraine, the president of Ukraine one day, and he was like, yo, um, congratulations on becoming president. Uh, you know, blah, blah. The Ukrainian president was like, thank you. You know, our countries, you know, look forward to, you know, working with you and whatnot. And the Ukrainian president was like, yo, we ready to buy some more guns and missiles to protect ourselves from Russia. And Trump was like, hold up. I need you to do me a favor first. And you should talk to Giuliani and the attorney general to figure out what I need from this favor. And if you do the favor, I got you on those guns and missiles. That's pretty much what happened in the most basic, simple terms. Um, and it's just crazy because like anybody else would have done that. It would have been a wrap. Um Right. So yeah, we're not we're not gonna stick on that too long. You got anything that you want to add to that? No, because if Putin <laughs> in the hood would have had this conversation, oh, he would have been under the jail. Just saying. But Pretty much. I mean, you know, you, you you write about that. Like, you know, they was locking niggas up for having dime bags. So you no, know, right. It is what it is. Uh, but yeah, I, I like I said, I felt it was important that you know people know about these things, and we try to give them that information in a way that you know people can relate to and understand, so that we're all knowledgeable on it. Uh, and to be honest with you, come like twenty twenty, like. My whole conversation around, like, you know, voter engagement or some other shit, census, like, it's going to switch up because, like, I really want our people to know, like, that this is coming, like, and that we need to be a part of it. Like, fuck what you heard about, oh, my vote, my vote don't count, uh, all that other noise, like, oh, I don't like the candidates, I'm, I'm, I don't know, it's a lot, it's boring, fuck all that. Pay attention because it affects all of us, like, affects all of us, and... I plan on. And I feel like you will be the perfect person to like be able to simplify it and I'm gonna try to, to. Uh, put it into digestible bite-sized pieces for like it like or layman's terms for a person that is not into politics at all, and so that they can digest it and actually understand what's going on. Because once a lot of people get overwhelmed, just like financial literacy, for example, like oh, I don't understand what a 
income statement is or balance sheet. I don't know what that yes. is. It's like, I'll let somebody else do it. Like, no, you have to be in control of these things. And just like you have to be in control of what goes on in the country that you live in. I, I, I wholly agree with you. It affects you. And that's why, like, I'm going I'm to try to make sure that I keep it, like, you know, simple. Like, yo, if you got questions on these things and you want them answered on show, email us, everybodymadpod at gmail. Like, the, the, this show is about, like, raising the culture in a way that, like, to me is is not... It's not funny. It's not, I mean, not funny in the sense of like, haha, we're not going to laugh, but like not funny in the sense of like, I don't, I don't want it to be bullshit. Like I want us to be able to like really educate and uplift each other through us and like through our own mechanisms and, and not in a way that like is, is false, like that someone else told us this is how we should present on the podcast or this is how we should talk about this. And like, nah, come as yourself, like come as who you are. Because at the end of the day, like, that's who, like, we got us. Like, it's us. Like, and if it ain't us, it's you. And at the end of the day, you stole black or brown. And it is you, like, it is you and us. Like, all, that. <laughs> all right. So real quick, uh, something in state or local government. Um, my, my, my friends up in Inwood, shout outs to y'all. Uh, if you didn't hear, Connie, uh, the group of advocacy organizations up in Inwood, uh, defeated a rezoning measure that was uh, that was set to go in place. Um, uh, uh, a judge ruled, I think, last late last week, maybe Friday or something like that, that a law uh, that the city council had passed uh, in 2018 re- regarding the rezoning of Inwood um, that would have largely affected uh, a, a, a large uh, immigrant Hispanic population uh, up there in Inwood mm-hmm. in terms of, you know, uh, residential areas being rezoned to commercial that now and that you know that brings in a whole other host of issues uh health issues economic displacement housing displacement living in new york city is already fucking hard as it is um and you know things like this where it's a largely residential neighborhood you know one day and the next day is potentially moving in you know big office you know towers and shit raising your your property taxes raising your your base rent uh we we gotta we gotta start paying more attention to those things and figuring out how we navigate those that's out to them yeah i'm very familiar with that with that area too i used to work in that area yeah that's awesome so I'm really happy, you know, that they were able to, you know, be successful in that. I mean, the fight is not over. So, you know, even in hearing this, like, recognize there's still more work to be done because uh, the ruling just made what the ruling said was that the city now has to go back and assess uh, the what what do they call it? The they have to do a uh, they have to do a racial and social economic impact study um, and. I mean, the results of that will likely say that this rezoning will will vastly harm the the, the neighbors uh, or the neighborhood, the people, the residents of this neighborhood. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that they still right. may not go ahead and try to push it through. So that's why it's important that we, you know, we as people be paying attention. I'll I'll end the the money, power, respect section on this in terms of talking about government and politics and how like people play into it. I used to work for uh, the state assembly. And 
when people would always come into the office and they would be very thankful, you know, the services that we provided, you know, for whatever the situation was, housing, um, you know, something with with their child's school. It could be, you know, something like garbage pickup. People would like just, you know, be appreciative. And I respect it. I, I understand it. You know, they have a problem and we, you know, we helped, you know, solve that problem. But I would always remind people that this is what their tax dollars pay for. And all they're doing is holding us accountable to make sure that that we're good stewards of their money um, and that we're providing some real direction for their lives and like the communities that they live in. So at the end of the day, while, yes, you know, it's good to, to be appreciative, like, nigga, that's what they owe you. Like, right. <laughs> that's what they're there for. <laughs> you don't even know that you already paid them. You don't notice because they just came off the top and you you never seen it come out your check, but it's there. Like you already paid them. Exactly. Don't, don't you worry about exactly. it. Exactly. Like so hold hold elected officials accountable. Make sure like that you're, you know, you're taking part, you're voting, you're registered to vote, you're talking about it. The census is coming up next year. We're gonna cover all that in upcoming episodes. All right. So So as we, you know, move along with this, uh, introducing another segment of the show called Live for Something. This is going to be a quote uh, that, you know, we just end the episode on. So this this episode, I'm going to leave y'all with uh, one of my favorite quotes uh, by Frederick Douglass, where there is no uh, where there is no struggle, there is no progress. I heard that quote uh, for the first time in higher learning. If you haven't watched that, go check it out good black movie starring uh mike epps Tara banks for uh uh what's that man's name lawrence fishburne great movie you should go really watch it buster rhymes is in it too uh it's a good movie regina hall uh or king it's a good movie anyways uh frederick Douglass, where there's no struggle there's no progress is our live for something quote uh for this episode and the wrap-up is we're gonna call it the Trojan. So we are now into the Trojan section of the episode. Uh Connie, let the people know where they can where they can find you if you if you're trying to, you know, be found. Uh drop your Instagram. If you want you want to drop today's tomorrow info, spit your talk. Um so you can find me uh at today's tomorrow on Instagram. And I'll be tweeting uh, at Connie Boo. <laughs> I'm sure that uh, Railwood will uh, include all this stuff in the, in the description. Yes, but, yes. Uh, but yeah, so today's tomorrow on Instagram and at Connie Boo on Twitter. So uh, as the wrap up, the Trojan is here. Uh, make sure you email us at everybody mad. That's E V E R Y B O D Y M A D pod P O D at gmail.com. Uh, if you have questions, you have comments, tell me how you feel about the show. Give me your feedback. If you hate it, tell me that you hated it. Tell me why you hated it. Me being me, I'm not going to take it personal. I'll just listen to it and maybe 
incorporate the changes into the next episode. Um, that's just me being honest. Uh, but nah, like really tell me how you feel about the show. I'm okay with hearing that feedback and that criticism. I want to know because uh, I, I am going to try to make this better. So just, just be honest with it. Uh, tell me topics and things that you want me to talk about, things that you want to hear on the show. Like I said, if you think you want to be a guest on this, hit me up. Tell me. Tell me what you want to talk about. I'm open to it. Uh, follow at uh, Everybody Mad Pod on uh, Instagram. Uh, I don't know if I really want to do a Twitter yet. Like, that's a lot. Like, you know, even though we're at the end of it, I, I really want to talk about, like, for a second, how much we be asking for from celebrities. And, like, I'm not saying I'm a celebrity or no shit like that. And honestly, I'm going to tell you, I'm right motherfucking now. If I ever get to that point of being a celebrity, I don't owe y'all shit. I'm telling y'all that right <laughs> now. Like, so, like, like, don't don't let me get to that point because I'm telling y'all, like, this is... This I thought is, this was a Trojan. You giving them raw dog right now. That's fine, bro. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> Because I promise you, like, oh, okay. Honest, like, I'm just being real honest. Like, I'm not, I'm, I don't owe y'all shit. Like, I, I'll say thank you. I'll be appreciative of the love and support. But outside of that, I don't owe y'all nothing. Like, don't think, like, I will, what's her name? Summer Walker? I will, I I will let y'all plan y'all own motherfucking meet and greet and show up and just sit there <laughs> like, what's up? Okay, next. What's like, like y'all be asking for too much. And like, <laughs> That shit not necessary. So yeah, that's that's. Uh, I feel like a Twitter would be very taxing, like as far as time. And stuff. Yeah, yeah, I got a no job. Just share whatever you share on your own personal Twitter. And yeah, that be- I got I got a job. I got a dog. I like I got a girl. Like I, I, I'm right. doing this. I got life. I got life going on. Exactly. I got a real life going on. Okay. So like, while I'm gonna give y'all this, I'm gonna give y'all this podcast. Like we're gonna drop this shit weekly. Uh, I'm gonna give y'all this podcast. I'm gonna make sure y'all you know that, that I keep this content coming. But all that other shit, just like for what? Like nah, bro. Y'all can y'all can catch me once a week on here. If you know me in real life, you know me in real life. If you find me on like the the social medias, we can interact. But that's just only gonna be because it's it's that's just how I'm feeling. Like I'm not I'm not gonna put out there anything extra just for the sake of it like that's that's you're not going to get that with me so if that's what you're looking for this is not the podcast for you and that's okay i'm fine all right connie uh i appreciate you you know taking the time out to you know guest with me on my first everybody mad podcast episode uh i, I feel good going into 2020 for the invite i'm humble for the invite and happy to be here Oh, you'll be back. We're gonna have Connie back. Like this, that, that's not a question. Connie gonna be on here often, so uh, get used to it. Like again, hit me up, everybody mad pod at gmail dot com. Follow me on Instagram, everybody mad uh, on IG. If you got you got questions, comments, whatever, subscribe on your podcasting platforms. Till next time, welcome to everybody mad podcast. <laughs>